Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's Making Sense of It All with Jesse Stakes. I'm pretty sure everybody has heard the slogan that America runs on small business, and I tend to agree with that. But in terms of their impact on the economy, small businesses aren't actually that small at all. Small businesses are generally defined by the United States Small Business Association, the SBA, as independent businesses having fewer than 500 employees. Based on the SBA's definition, there are 33.2 million small businesses in America, which account for 99.9% of all U.S. firms. Small businesses are credited with just under two-thirds, 63% of all new jobs created from 1995 until 2021, which really roughly accounts for 17.3 million new jobs. Small businesses represent 97.3% of all exporters and 32.6% of all known export value, roughly being about $413.3 billion. They also employ almost half, 46%, of all of America's private sector workforce and represent 43.5% of the gross GDP. So by almost any measure, small businesses are a vital part of the American economy and workforce. In the city of Jacksonville, Florida, they understand the value that small business represents to the community and the city government is looking to support these entrepreneurs in as many ways as they possibly can. My guest this week is the administrator of the Office of Equal Opportunity in the Small and Emerging Business Department for the city of Jacksonville, Gregory Grant. Gregory is taking his own entrepreneurial expertise and that of a professional educator at a collegiate level and bringing them into government where he now supports those very business owners that call Jacksonville home. Enjoy our conversation. Let's jump into it. So, Gregory, can you tell my audience what you do for the city? What what does the Office of Equal Business Opportunity do? Absolutely. So the Equal Business Opportunity Office was designed to ensure that uh, our city contractors receive equitable and fair treatment when bidding on city contracts. And so that was the entire intent of the Equal Business Opportunity Office. Uh, what I'm looking to do in this office is to spread that same information on that same responsibility throughout all of Jacksonville small businesses. Okay. So you're, I was about to say, you guys are also doing some things with, with small and emerging businesses in Jacksonville, and, and you've got a number of different projects going that I'd love to, to talk about. But But can you tell, like, again, tell everybody a little bit about what you guys are looking to do for small and emerging businesses in Jacksonville? Absolutely. So the, the Jacksonville Small Emerging Business Office is, is looking to provide resources for the small business community. And our approach is focused on four areas. Uh, four okay. and, and those categories are education, community engagement, access to capital, and contract and opportunities. Uh, and the idea of, of these four categories is to make sure that we're arming 
our, our small business community with resources they need to be sustainable. And we all know that the small business community is the backbone of our economy. Our, our citizens rely on small businesses, big businesses rely on small businesses. So we, we're, we're really aiming to make sure that they have the education necessary to be sustainable. We wanna make sure that inside of the community, that the community understand the value that our small businesses bring um, and making sure that uh, we have everything we need for our lives each and every day. Um, and then thirdly, the access to capital. You know, right now, the, the way that banks work, and, and you know this, Jeff, you know, <laughs> You know, it, it's it's not easy um, getting and being qualified for those loans when you're in the small business space. You know, it could be challenging. And so, when you have the city um, that's willing to say, "Hey, listen, you know, we want to educate you in that area. You know, we want to provide assistance in that area." That says a lot. You know, for a city that's really getting behind their their business owners, and and we're really passionate about doing so. And then, fourthly, is the access to contract opportunities. Uh, recently, I did a poll on LinkedIn with these four categories just to kind of uh, get a pulse out there from small businesses of, of what's most important to them. And believe it or not, capital wasn't number one in this small little subjective limited study. Right. Contract opportunities was number one, you know, so interesting. business owners are looking for they're not looking for necessarily, I mean, we need capital or they need capital, but it's like, hey, we're not just asking for capital to ask, to ask for capital. We actually want an opportunity first. <laughs> and then we'll come and say, hey, we need some risk capital to pursue this opportunity and so forth and so forth. So really listening to our small businesses. Um, and I want to say this one thing, and I know this is a long-winded answer, but I also believe that we are in a, in a different age right now. You know, we've been to, through the industrial revolution. We've been through the internet age. We've, we've gone, through, gone through the entrepreneurial age. I believe right now we are in a small business revolution. Small businesses are saying, we want, you know, we, we want to be treated fairly, you know, on, on, on the plane when it comes to this career path. And, and that's what we're finding. So the Equal Business Opportunity is, is really committed to playing a role in that. Well, and just to piggyback off what you just said, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that it's it's ironic, really, because I think that people always, when when they think about technology increasing or, or the, you know, as far as technology becoming a bigger part of our lives, everyone always thinks about it being big business or, you know, tools that big business will use. But the truth of the matter is, is that the easier it, that the technology becomes to use, it, it's actually empowering the small businesses and the yep. individuals to be able to compete with larger businesses because it allows your it allows your shadow that you cast to look much bigger than what you actually are as an organization. It, it does. And, and tech, now let's face it, technology has now become a necessity of, of the culture. You know, it, no doubt. It's no longer a luxury item. I mean, for a long time, I know, and you know, I'm probably showing my age here, but for a long time, if you owned a, a a a piece of technology, it was like, wow, you know, you must be in a different class because you have a phone, you know, you have a this, you have a that. Now, it is a necessity of business. If you know, if you're not technology inclusive in a small business, I mean, your chances of success is very slim. 
I, I couldn't agree more. And I, you know, to your point, I think it doesn't matter if you're in a blue collar industry, white collar industry, even even if you're just helping with a with a plumbing department at Lowe's, you have to be proficient with technology. You cannot do a blue collar job in today's world without having at least a basic knowledge of how to utilize technology. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I can tell you this. Personally, consulting hundreds of, of small businesses throughout my career, both blue collar and, 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 and white collar entrepreneurs. What I found in terms of commonality, just as you stated, it doesn't matter if you're a plumber, electrician, or or, or if you are, are, are running a, a hedge fund. Right. Technology is a necessity. Uh, myself, as a third-generation um, tile contractor, towards the end of my, my business career there in that particular business, I, I had to adopt technology, i.e. showing clients what their finished product would look like you know, on a 3D monitor before you can sell a job. So, and now it's even, you know, it, it's even more prevalent today. Yes. So you brought it up and I'd love to, I'd love to talk a little bit about you as far as your background, because from my understanding, you didn't necessarily plan on ending up in government, did you? I did not. And, and that's an interesting topic. So for me, my life has been evolutionary, you know, just like most of us when you reach a certain age. Um, initially, as a kid, I started out in the realm of entrepreneurship, you know, small family business, and then that ended up growing into a serial entrepreneurial opportunity in multiple businesses. So my whole goal in life in, in the early days was to be a practitioner of entrepreneurship. After some time, um, I ended up um, going into education, receiving more knowledge about small business from an educational standpoint and I said, you know what, I want to be able to teach entrepreneurship and teach and share knowledge about business operations and systems. So I became a professor. So I moved into education. I realized that education is theory. And I said, well, I'm teaching all this theory and theory is great. But as a practitioner, you want to know how to put that theory into profits. How do I put that into dollars? So I moved from being an educator in entrepreneurship from that point and evolved into a consultant. Um, of okay. So from that point, I started working with the Small Business Development Center. And there we, um, and, and those that are familiar with the Small Business Development Center, we, you know, it's a federally funded um, institution that provides no cost consulting um, to the general public. And I shouldn't say no cost because it's our tax dollars hard at work, right? Um, and as I pursued the consulting part of entrepreneurship, I was able to take the education and say, hey, this is how you apply it now to get this particular result. Love doing that. I love to see businesses thrive by sharing that information they put it into practice. Well, where I'm at today, I call it the, you know, the next step of, of my, my journey is I realized in order to really help small businesses, I wanted to be involved in, in policy. I wanted to be involved in how do we shift policy to support our small businesses. And, I, and as I start understanding government more, I say, you know what? I wanna get into that part of entrepreneurship so we can really influence the resources that's available. And, and I feel like I would be able to be a resource in that space. 
no doubt. I, well, and I always, I tell people all the time, if you want to affect change, you can't do it from the outside. You have to do it from the inside. So I applaud you for that. Yeah. So let, let's talk a little bit about that because you, you listed some of your pillars or some of the things that you feel are important. The first one being education. You have a, you have a, and a tremendous background for this, but from your perspective, when you're talking about educating small business owners and entrepreneurs and people in the community so that they can do better, so that they can be a bigger part of the economic system in the in the city of Jacksonville, what are your thoughts on that? How do you plan on educating those those folks? I know it's a big it's a, it's a big question, so I'm not asking I'm not asking you to lay it all out for us. It's definitely a big question, and and the reason it's a big question is because small business actually comes in all different shapes and sizes we and, and i can put that into three categories as well we have our aspiring businesses who are at free venture stage up to about five years in business we also have our emerging businesses that are what i define as between five to 20 years in business and we have well-established companies that are 20 years and above and the type of education that an established business owner needs is going to be very different than a pre-venture to that five-year mark. So what I'm looking at is what I call a tiered approach. I wanna work with education, educational institutions and city agencies and put together different education models for the stage of businesses that it represents. And okay. found is that to be very impactful. Um, I myself um, have conducted a few pilots programs with different educational institutions in terms of those different three sectors. Um, and what I found is the more education that we provide to small businesses, it empowers them with the confidence to be more sustainable. And to put this in more practical terms, when we talk about our aspiring businesses, those that are zero to five years old, their primary goal is to be stable. Yes. How do I become stable? How do I build that relationship with a banker, an accountant, an insurance professional, a lawyer? How do I manage employees and build those relationships? Independent contractors, um, consultants, mentors, investors. How do I take this entrepreneurial operating system and build it and be stable? That's our aspiring. That's education for our aspiring business owners. When we move to the emerging business owners that five to 20 year mark, they are after sustainability. They have moved from being stable to now we want to be sustainable. Well, what does sustainable really means? What this really means is I want to be able to now delegate part of my duties to a team and my business model should remain stable. So if, I, if I'm the owner and I delegate 30% of my responsibilities to my team, the business model should still operate just fine. And you start Pulling off more and pulling off more until now you can you can delegate a hundred percent of your responsibilities to your team and your business model remains stable. That is sustainability. Your business can now operate without you. When that happens, you move to that I'll call twenty year mark. This is the scalability. Now your business can operate without you. Now you can you have the freedom to say, hey, do I want to license this business? Do I want to duplicate this business in another state, in another country? Do I want to sell it, make it legacy? That's a whole nother type of training and education. So each stage, we have stability, sustainability, scalability. 
three different education models, but three different stages of business. I think that's tremendous. And so, you know, you mentioned that you have done some pilots. You have you you've kind of done a little bit to where you could, could where you could test this. How has it been received? I know you said that they they they're they're getting more confidence out of it. But do you feel what do you see where they're able to apply what they're being what they're being taught and they're it's actually positively affecting their business from a profitability standpoint and also from a you know to your point from a scalability standpoint? Yes, what I found is and without being subjective, you know, I, I would say the objective part of this is they are formed with the knowledge. So when we look at a, a company that's in the the stability phase, which is where most small businesses kind of start and, and, and stay for a while, we start looking at concepts such as profit, leveraging profits, not spending the money, leveraging profits. Big difference in entrepreneurship, and, and it's a total different change in way of thinking. What we really are after is to impact the entrepreneurial mindset at these different stages. And once a person understands the dynamic, and that's the key word to understand, uh, right. it's very interesting because many times small business owners execute first, educate second. Sure. <laughs> we jump in first and then we get an education by jumping in. But when we can flip that to education first, then execution, at the end of that, we find that the understanding allows for a more sustainable model. No, I think you're 100% right. And to your point, when you're a small business owner and you're 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 essentially eating what you catch, or you know, or you know, it's 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 one of those things to where you're not eating, or you're not your your family isn't surviving unless you're putting food on the table, unless you're making money. So. I, I definitely think you have that survival mindset when you first start a business versus, you know, educating yourself and potentially doing it the right way versus the the way that you're innately going to do it without any education. Um, Jacksonville, Florida as a whole has always been kind of, a, I've always thought it's a big, small town. There has been a lot of interest in the state. There's been a lot of interest in the city. We have a lot of stakeholders that have, significant amounts of money that are starting to come in. So how do you keep, you know, the the space in the city carved out for those small entrepreneurs while you have so many people with such deep pockets that have an interest in and in really re-imaging re the city and, you know, kind of making it their own right now? That's a great question. And, and again, this is where, and I, I know I keep circling back around to it, but right. the first two pillars make sense education and community engagement is set, right? So we need to first build community. And, you know, that small business community where there is collaboration, where there is alliance, where these small businesses, excuse me, these small businesses can band together to be able to um, compete by collectively sharing resources. And so that's a whole nother conversation and a whole nother <laughs> probably skills that to talk about. But the biggest thing is, yes, right now, Jacksonville is becoming an increasingly attractive place for, for businesses to, to come and invest in and, and all of that, which I love because it actually does create more opportunity for the small businesses as well as our Jacksonville citizens. The key word is, is preparation. How do we prepare our small businesses to properly collaborate and negotiate 
with those that are coming in. And so that way that integration doesn't become a conflict or that integration doesn't become so competitive that it creates tension. And so the Equal Business Opportunity Office, which you know I love that we are definitely monitoring um, those relationships. For an example, um, you know, we have the, um, you know, all kind of great things that are coming to Jacksonville, things happening with the stadium, things happening on, in, in our downtown area. And the real question is, how do our small businesses get exposure um, to, right. to be able to, to bid on these opportunities and be involved in these opportunities while at the same time being able to manage their retail sales or being able to manage their, their normal day to day. And so we are creating, and, and I'm just kind of putting in a plug in here, if you don't mind, but on, no, yeah, on November the 16th, we are actually um, having our inaugural JSEP Equal Business Opportunity Forum. First time we've ever uh, conducted this in Jacksonville, where all small businesses come to this forum. Um, I'm going to talk about these four pillars, but we open the floor up for questions and answers. You know, from the small business community, I believe the answer to your question is we come up with a unified approach, and then we're able to develop those solutions and merge. And without getting too technical into, um, let's say, uh, educational vernacular, I've always been what I call a um, a qualitative engager from a subjective standpoint. And what that really means is. I believe that we should have discussions like you and I are having right now. And when we have these discussions, themes emerge, concerns emerge. And then as that emergence happens, the, 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 the real core of things start coming out. And guess what? We unitize around that core. We develop those solutions together as a community. Now we're prepared for these opportunities that's coming to our city. No, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that that's I think that that's wonderful. And just for people that are listening to this, whether it is before or after the 16th, this isn't the only meeting that you're going to have. The, you're going to start doing this and it's going to be a it's going to be something that goes on throughout the community on a regular basis moving forward. Yes, absolutely. This is just the kickoff. Um, starting at the top of the year, our mantra is we want to bring equal business opportunities to the community. We want to bring City Hall to the community. We want to come to you and say, hey, small business community in whatever district you're in, let's get together, let's band together, and let's make sure that you're educated. Let's make sure you're well-informed. Let's make sure you have access to capital. Let's make sure you know how to identify, analyze, and write proposals, and let's be successful together. I think that's excellent. Yeah. You know, with anything like this, you always have stakeholders that are involved in the decision making and stakeholders that are key to making these things happen. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, some of those people in the community that that have to be engaged with this to make it make it a success? And are they involved? Are they engaged? Do they buy in? That's a very interesting question, because everyone that I speak with about advocating for entrepreneurs and small business, I've never receive any negative answer like, no, we don't want to do this. <laughs> no, we don't want to help small business. And, and you have to think about this. When we when we look at our citizens, I'm a, I'm a Jacksonville citizen. You, you are a citizen as well. 
if we, if we are in our communities and we see a street light not working, or we see a pothole in the street, you know, or or let's say our our service at a restaurant was a bit subpar and and, and there was issues. Well, yes, we can go to our local city council and say, hey, I, you know, why why isn't that light working? Why isn't you know why why haven't that building been completed? You know, why is that why is that eyesore there? You know, we can say all these things to city council. You know, but here, here's the real deal. The question really is, who is going to be the entity that fixed that? No doubt. It's going to go to a small business owner. So, my opinion, all of us are stakeholders when it comes to supporting small business. Rather you're a citizen, rather you are a, a, a prime contractor, rather you're a city official, doesn't matter. We are all stakeholders. And so that's why it's important to me to get this resounding message um, out to all of the citizens in Jacksonville, because we are all participants and recipients all at the same time. I think that's incredibly well said. So, so all of that being said, what do you feel like is the greatest challenge right now to, to, for the Jacksonville small businesses and getting this move forward? Right now, um, I believe that the historic challenge um, has been putting the awareness to the forefront mm -hmm. and also having emerging leaders bring the community together to work together to make sure that our small businesses are getting the resources necessary to enhance our quality of life, to enhance our economy. And so really in terms of challenges, I believe that we are overcoming whatever challenges may have exist historically, we're overcoming that now. In fact, to be honest, um, I, I would like to even rephrase because I really don't believe in challenges per se. Um, I believe that we are, we have some, some learning experiences that are in front of us. So now that we know what those experiences are, let's use that information to improve. And so we're now in that improving stage and we're getting the information out and we're bringing the community together. So I wouldn't say we, we necessarily have um, major challenges. I would say we have historic experiences that we have learned from. And then we are now making the first steps to improve. Well said again. I think that something you said prior um, sticks in my mind, too, is you know, it's the lack of knowledge of who to be in touch with. What are the resources? You know, how do you get in touch with them? It's that it's essentially, you know, if I go to work somewhere or if I have a even for for a child's baseball team, they you come up with this phone tree and they say, OK, if you you know, if you have any issues or if 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 Johnny can't make it to practice, here's who to call. And I think that for a long time. People get lost in. Who, knowing who to contact within their government, you know, to your point, some people just feel like I'm going to contact City Hall about it. City Hall might not be your best resource for the specific problem that you're talking about. So the more transparent, the more information that you can provide people from an education standpoint of, of who is your resource for a specific problem, I think it's tremendous. And I think it helps people be efficient and be less frustrated with government. So again, I think it's tremendous. So Crystal ball. I know this isn't, it's not always the, you know, doesn't always turn out the way we want it, but crystal ball four years from now, where do you see Jacksonville in their small business community compared to where we are now? Where I see us four years from now is we would have 
a, a, a more stronger foundational start when, okay. it, when it comes to those four pillars that I mentioned. Um, one of the resounding messages that our, our mayor talks about is unitization. And that unitization, in, in my mind, is our agencies, our government, our educational institutions, our financial institutions, and our small business community working together. And I believe between now and the next four years, with the initiatives that we have under this administration, is going to make that another step forward towards that foundation and making it stronger. All right, so let's keep it political then. Let's say eight years from now. <laughs> after a while, you're going to take me all the way to, to, to the tomb there. I think uh, we got term limits. <laughs> I, I would say everything is is is, is always moving, and 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 I and I can say this one one of the things that I believe will happen between if I had to predict between four years to eight years, we will t have taken a step forward from things being aspirational to be an execution. I love it. And I, I think the, the 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 message of unitization is is well heard. I think it should be received by everybody very well. There's so many resources that are available to our community, both governmental, education-wise, and just other, you know, people helping people. The more that you can connect all those dots and, and be able to be able to deliver it out to people in an easily digestible format, I think it's absolutely tremendous. If people want to learn more about what you're doing and what the city is doing, what's the best place that they can find you guys? Absolutely. So the best place that they can find us would be at our website, which is jseb.coj.net. Um, that is a, an excellent start to learn about the, the Equal Business Opportunity Division or any type of small business questions. Please reach out to us. We are always available. Also, I love giving out my email address. I, I know my administrative aide is probably like, don't do it. <laughs> but my email address is gfrant at coj.net. I'm, I'm always available to answer questions to the best of my ability, because I do believe in a transparent um, administration. I believe in being transparent in, in any and all things that we do. Excellent. Gregory, I want to thank you very much for joining us. You got a, you got a, you got a big elephant to eat right now with this, with this task. And I, I can't wait to hear more about it. I'd love to bring you back on the show, you know, like over the next several years and just just kind of update us and share with us what you know what you what you guys are doing and what you guys are learning along the way. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. No doubt. I think synergy between citizens, the business community, and our local municipalities is what we all hope to have in each of our towns. I'm looking forward to following Gregory and the city's focus on supporting our small business community. Just as I said when we opened this show, America runs on small business. That's going to do it for us today. I'll catch you guys next time.